What is up, Ball Squad Nation? We are back with episode 46. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Dalen. How y'all doing? And Noah. What is up? Sadly, no Alex today. He was having some car trouble. Although, Dalen has a pretty good theory on why he's missing. Dalen, what's the, what's the theory? He's missing because he doesn't want us to trash... Because he, uh, he wants to trash Luca, even yeah. though he had a good series. Yep, that's what it is. He's dodging... He's He's running from the grind, yeah, I know. As, as Damian Lillard would he say. He knows we're going to give Luca all the praise. and <laughs> He's not ready for, for it. So basically, we're just going to we're gonna praise Luca a lot today. I um, might not because you have to play him, so you guys can, though. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, give, Luca, I'll give Luca his props for sure. Um, but yeah, Alex, you know, he doesn't want to be here for that. So he said, yeah, I got car issues. He said, I don't know. I think what he said, he's making it up. He made up About words. his, like, Same joints sketch. or whatever in yeah. his car. He's whatever, like, bro. Noah, I, I can't buy you lunch because my car broke <laughs> yeah he's just nah, it's like sorry guys i can't get on the podcast anymore my car is broken down he's so. skipping town for sure yeah he's, he's just running away <laughs> he's running into the wilderness anyway so today is friday the 29th and we're pretty much all done with the first round except for one matchup that's yet to go um so we just wanted today go through a little retrospective of the first round and then we're going to go into our round two predictions but first we would like to create a little award for us our ball squad player of the first round so similar to our ball squad player of the week we're going to have a ball squad player of the first round all right noah so who is our ball squad player for round one of the playoffs all right <clears throat> our ball squad player of the first round is none other than jason tatum the second best player on the celtics Okay, all right. Let's let's <laughs> relax. Let's relax. Nope. Yeah. Uh, but um, we got to give some praise to Jason Tatum. Um, Dalen, you have a stats, or do you want me to? I got stand? stats. Go for it. So, um, in the first round, he was had averaged twenty nine point five points per game, uh, on forty six percent shooting. He had. Uh, let me find it real quick. Uh, four and a half rebounds a game and 7.3 assists per game. Ha- averaged 1.8 steals and 0.8 blocks. And then in game three, had six steals, which was huge. And and, and three blocks, I think. Yeah, and th- I think three blocks as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, he had three blocks for the series. Oh. Whoops. Like in total for the series. Or is that three Got blocks it. per game, though? No, it's, it's three, three blocks, blocks total. Game. He had okay. two in game one and one in game Two. Okay, but still, but you know, still, still and, he, and he was playing against Kevin Durant most of the. Yeah, game, he was guarding. So KD. Did, did, you, did you see when he stuffed KD? Yeah, yeah. No, it, he's definitely been playing well both ends of the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw how much KD got shut down in that series. I mean, that was more of a team effort. I don't think that was just Tatum, but you got to give some credit to Tatum for sure yeah. for you know being the primary guy on him. Um, and it, to me, Jason Tatum just encapsulates the way. The Celtics play this year just you know really switchable on defense really athletic you know tall wing and you know couple that with a guy who makes shots he, he's definitely been balling out and doing really well and he's he's not afraid of the moment either you know he's pretty big with that he had a game winner in game one which was huge for the series I think if Brooklyn took game one I think you were gonna see like this go to six or seven Mm-hmm. But the fact that Boston took game one, I think that was really big and large part because of him. So, yeah, we didn't really see anyone else but Tatum to get this. Uh, they, you know, they had a dominant performance over the Nets. 
which you know we'll talk about later so yeah yeah i i think that's the reason we had to give it to him is just his offense and defense were both mm-hmm. stellar asking someone to guard kevin durant like bro that's crazy yeah that's but a full-time what he, job what he did and 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 like obviously they um it was a team effort like with the double teams and everything like that and the switches and stuff but like yeah I, I saw a stat it was like Durant shot like three for like 15 or something like that with uh, Tatum guarding him. And then he also got his jump shot blocked. How many times in Kevin yeah. Durant's career have you seen him get blocked on a yeah. jump shot? It's absolutely insane. Like, bro, it, it's it's crazy. Um, So, yeah. And then, like, really, I think the biggest thing is, like, they just made Kevin Durant look uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, how many times have you seen Kevin Durant look uncomfortable or, yeah. like... Honestly, he, never. Just like this, out of his element. Yeah. You know? Ke- he Kevin Durant said in one of the interviews post game, he's like, "Yeah, I'm just honestly overthinking it too much." Like, bro, it's Kevin Durant. How, how much <laughs> you have to overthink it? Like, yeah. Like, that that that's how much they were getting to him. Which I I just think that's it, it's it a was, team thing. But was, but Tatum was the was the big factor. Yeah, agreed. Uh, we also wanted to shout out some other guys that we thought were deserving of the reward, but for certain reasons didn't get it. So Chris Paul was one. Yeah. He had a couple of bad games, but he played pretty well uh, overall for the Suns. Luka Doncic was one. He played well, but again, he missed a couple games. Uh, Giannis. Bogdanovich. Awesome. <laughs> Bogdanovich yeah. was an honorable mention. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about them later for sure. Jordan uh, Poole also played pretty well. Um, Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. But to, to us, though, Jason Tatum had the most complete series, the most dominant series. He played well in every game. So it was just a no-brainer to give it to him. It so, was also the only sweep. Yeah, only against, sweep as well. Against a really good team. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, I'd say they they're were a good the team. I think Nets are good. We'll good talk team. about it. But yeah. I, I do think yeah. the Nets were, were actually pretty solid more than people think. But anyways, let's move on. Congratulations, Jason. We'll get that in the mail for you. All the way to Boston. All right, so right now let's get into our round one retrospective. So we just want to talk about each matchup, give a few you know highlights about each matchup, and then get to our round two predictions. However, round one is not finished yet. There's still one more series to be played, so let's talk about that one first. Wolves versus Grizzlies. They play tonight. Currently, the Grizzlies are up three to two. What do you guys think? How's this ending? I'm going to take Grizzlies. Yeah, I'm going to go Grizzlies. I think they close, close it out it tonight. 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 Yeah, I think they close it out tonight. Okay. Um, One thing I will say about this series, and I've heard other people talk about it, but this is a frustrating series as a fan. It's like, it's super entertaining, <laughs> but just so often you see so many, you just see the, the age, like the age is showing through for both teams. It's sloppy. Is- yeah, it's, it gets super sloppy. Yeah. And like, honestly, Jaron Jackson... Like, sometimes commits the stupidest fouls. Cat, I don't even want to talk about him much. Like, the fouls he commits are just, it's a bonehead foul. Dude, we roasted like, Cat last week. Yeah. Th- yeah. <laughs> he, 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 like, sticks his leg out and just, like, does the silly, like, weirdest stuff, bro. And, uh, anyways, but I- I'm going to take Grizzlies. I think Moran's the best player in the series. Um... I think they're a more complete team as well, so I got them closing it out tonight. But yeah. also, by the time everyone's listening to this, 
the series will probably be over already. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll say Grizzlies win tonight too. I just the Wolves they've shown really good fight and a lot of a lot more resilience than I thought they would after they blew that lead when they were up by 21 or whatever and they blew it I thought okay this is over for them but then they came out and won the next game so they've had a lot of resilience but I just feel like they can never hold on to leads and they can never get it done in the clutch yeah I feel like they just go brainless in the clutch all the time I mean you guys saw D'Angelo Russell in the last game just take a terrible shot didn't even try to give it to Anthony Edwards or or Cat so yeah it's it's a little ridiculous for sure and it's crazy because I think the Wolves maybe could have won this series already. There were so many times where they had Memphis on the ropes and then they just choked it away. So pretty disappointing. But hey, at the end of the day, if you're a Wolves fan, this is, you know, the most improvement the you've seen in years. Yeah. Um, and if they if they bring it to six, I mean, I wouldn't be too mad about that. And hey, if they can somehow take it to seven, that is that is pretty crazy. Got anything, Dale? Yeah, I just agree with you. They just don't have the ability to really close out these games, and they can, you can't close out games you're not even close out a series. So yeah, there's just I don't sure. see. Yeah, and there's just so it. they lost like I mean they lost three games. I feel like in at least two of those three games, you can blame it on them, mm-hmm. like throwing yeah. the game or just not being smart with the ball or blowing leads. Blowing leads. Carl Anthony Towns only taking four shots in one game. Like that's ridiculous. You know that's that's crazy to me. So, yeah, it's definitely pretty insane. They, you know, like I said, they had Memphis on the ropes, but now it just feels like they've reached their ceiling as a team. So, yeah, that's all I got for the Wolves versus the Grizzlies. It's been a fun series to watch. I remember when we got this matchup, everyone was really hyped, and it's definitely lived up to the hype. So, yeah, it's good to see. All right, you guys got anything else? I'm good. All right, let's move on to our next series then. Suns versus Pelicans. Suns closed it out last night, game six. Uh, they won 4-2. This series was pretty interesting because it was tied at 1.22. And the Pelicans honestly grew up before our eyes. It was yeah. pretty cool to see. Brandon Ingram looked like Kevin Durant. You know, they, they've always called him the baby KD. And, you know, now he, he's definitely looking the part. Chris Paul, game six, was 14 for 14, which was honestly ridiculous and pretty crazy. For the Pelicans, you had a lot of players step up. Jose Alvarado and Herb Jones. Alvarado. Alvarado. Herb Jones. Herb Jones Trey all Murphy. stepped up. Yeah. They all played really well. It, it was pretty crazy to see. I think the Pelicans could be pretty dangerous next year if Zion comes back really mm-hmm. well. Got to give some respect to Willie Green. He's, you know, he coached them really well, yeah. too. Love Willie Green. And let's probably be honest. I think the Suns closed this out a lot quicker if Booker didn't get hurt. But. You know, they won it like they needed to. Um, I thought Booker was meh in game six, but also he's coming off injury. So mm-hmm. it's not really... I wouldn't be too worried about it. He didn't get that many minutes either. Yeah, he wasn't playing Pretty like a short, ton. Yeah. Um, I was saying if you squint really hard, Laundry Shamet when he's playing, looks like Devin Booker. Yeah. If you keep squinting. So, you know. it's They got their Booker replacement ready. I did a lot of squinting the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couple of games, but. so yeah, it was definitely a pretty good series. What are your guys' thoughts? I like this. It was a great series uh, to watch as a fan of the Suns. It was kind of uh, had me panicking a lot, but um, I want to say like credit to the 
Pelicans. They have such a great young team. They have such a good attitude. Willie Green is such a great coach. And and the thing about the team is that they buy into Willie Green's system. They're all talking about how much praise they had for him and how much they trust him, which is really important that they have that trust as a team. You know, they played like a unit yeah. in the series, which was important. And uh, I think they have nowhere to go from then up or nowhere else to go but up, you know, especially if they can get Zion back and Zion healthy and stay healthy and playing the way he was, you know, two years ago. I think they'll definitely have a solid team. Um, Brandon Ingram was playing like how Kevin Durant wanted to play in his series. <laughs> yep. Uh, they were just, it was just a great, great basketball to watch. It was really one of the enter- most entertaining series of the first round, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Noah, what do you got? Uh, I mean, I kind of disagree with everything you guys said. I, I think a big player in the series as well was Aiden. Yep, I was going to mention played, it. Yeah. Aiden played well. Um, I would have liked to see Chris Paul do a little bit better. And, like, those stinker games are just, like, I don't know. It yeah. made me a little worried. Um, but, yeah, kind of like what you guys said. I think if Booker was healthy, probably wouldn't have gone to six. Um, but overall, I mean, I expected nothing less. One other thing, gotta talk about Macal Bridges. My goodness, this guy. Oh, dude. He he pretty much carried the team game five and game six. Like, he didn't have that many. I think he still ended up like 22 points or something like that in game six. But his defense, dude, this dude Mm -hmm. is such a monster. He had key blocks on Brandon Ingram and he... He's just so crazy on the boards and just on offense in terms of grabbing rebounds. Like, there were so many times where... I mean, you guys watched Game 6 yesterday. It was so sloppy. There, yeah. there were so many loose balls, things like that. But he was on top of it. He was hustling. And I think Game 5, he played 47 minutes. Yeah, he did. Crazy. 47 minutes. Yeah. I was going to say that, though. He he definitely carried Game 5. He scored, oh, yeah. what, 30 points or something? 31. 31. 31. Yep. And then and then he balled out on defense. Well, he balls out every every game in de- on defense. Um, also, I was gonna say what what game did Booker get injured? Was that game two, two or yeah, three? Yeah, game two. two. Okay. Because they lost and game that, two. So that was the game you guys lost, and you guys probably still would have lost with Booker. Maybe maybe not. I mean, to be honest game though, three. that game the only reason why the Suns were in it was because Booker was going off. Yeah. Like the rest of the team was shooting like crap. That's like, true. So do you guys think you would have won in four or five if Booker was there? Booker was there. I think we could have won game three. We know we did. I mean, we could have won game four if Booker was there, and then close it out in game five. Because game four was just CP3 was kind of off, just because he was getting kind of harassed full court, and maybe if Booker was there to kind of carry the ball, if someone else could handle the ball more, it would have been different. So yeah, game yeah. two seemed like you guys came out flat except for Booker. Yeah, game, so, game two. I don't know if Booker could have just put up together a monster game two and just completely dominated it. Then maybe that but that was the game where he had like twenty points by halftime, right? Yeah, thirty one, thirty one points by halftime. Thirty one. Yeah. yeah, so was, if he could yeah, have kept yeah, okay, it up, okay. then maybe we could have won that. But that's like a big ask. And then, it, but you'd also need everybody else yeah. to kind of play well too. But um, it's hard to kind of predict that. But yeah. so even if we lost game two, I think game three we won. Game four, I think we could have won, and then close it out game five, which we did win. Yeah, that's what I. What one thing I want to shout out is uh, well we kind of already did, but the Pelicans rookies, yeah, um, Herb Jones and Alvarado, like man, they did well. 
Um, they they're mostly defense. Like their defense is good. One thing I think I would have liked to see more from the Pelicans was McCollum. I think McCollum had an under. Yeah. yeah, he had an underwhelming series yeah. in general, but they wouldn't have made it to the playoffs without him. Yeah. Um. So I think if he could have stepped up a little bit more, it could have been a little bit closer of a series. Um, but overall, fun. That definitely it wasn't a series I was expecting to be fun, and yeah. it turned out to be like one of the most entertaining. Yeah, I, I thought the Suns were in danger, especially yesterday. Like the the Pelicans are going on some crazy runs. Yeah, we were, runs they, we were down like, by like fourteen yesterday. Yeah, and they looked rattled. Honestly, they did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely good to see them win. Um, so let's move on to our next series. Then the one poor Alex is missing: Mavericks <laughs> versus Jazz. Mavs closed it out yesterday in six. Uh, they were down for a while. They were down by like twenty, and they caught up and they won it. And yeah, honestly, the Mavs they looked pretty good. They had two games without Luca. Or was it three games without Luca? I forgot. Two. There's two, there's two games without Luca. They split those games, and then they did lose one with Luca. But you know, obviously, they ended up winning the series. So, yeah, honestly, here's the thing. I like the Mavs. Yeah, here's the thing. I I knew once Jalen Brunson went off in Game Two, <laughs> even Game One, honestly, like Jalen Brunson still played well. Um, I knew the series was over, bro. I was never worried. Like. Dude, if they can't stop Jalen Brunson from dropping what I think he had a did he only have a thirty piece or did he have, I think he, he had a forty one too. Yeah, yeah. Like if you can't stop Jalen Brunson from dropping forty, how do you think you're gonna stop Luca? And I will say, Luca didn't like score a ton in the yeah. series, but like they were throwing double teams. Like he 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 really matured this playoffs. In past playoff series, it was all Luca ball. This series, he trusted his shooters. Got the ball to the right people at the right times. He got the ball to Jalen Brunson at the end of game six to basically win the game. Um, so, you know, I I think Luka is clearly the reason they won. Um, but also it's the Jazz, so like... Well, also yeah, keep in mind, too, close. this is like the new look Mavs, you know, where it's not Luka that has to do everything. So his stats exactly, will suffer yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But- you know, he's distributing the ball more. Dinwiddie looked, eh. Didn't really like Dinwiddie yeah. in this series, but... Neither did I. Um, and I think even one game he came off the bench. But honestly, I don't hate that. I, like, start Brunson, start Luka, and then have Dinwiddie run the offense off the bench. Well, he, that was the, the game bench. yesterday, game six, that he came off the bench, right? Yeah, he did yeah. come off the bench. And honestly, I kind of like that a little better. I feel like that fits uh, his play style a little more. And... Overall, having Brunson in the starting lineup, even if he's not the main ball handler, that's fine. He can still shoot threes and, like, just fine for Luka. So, you know, I kind of like that going forward, but I guess we'll see what happens. I personally think I kind of like Brunson off the bench a little bit more because he's more that Luka style. Yeah, yeah. So, so, So the offense can still run the same with Brunson when Luca's out. But I mean like it, it really doesn't matter. You could also like just sub Luca out or like sub Brunson out. Um like sub him out at different times, you know what I'm saying? So like Brunson takes Stagger a their minutes. Exactly. Brunson yeah. takes a seat. Like they could both start and then Brunson goes out and then when Luca's ready to come out, Brunson comes in for Luca, that type of thing. Yeah. It's a good I, problem like, to have, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But uh I I w- 
I'm, I don't, what do you guys think about the Jazz real quick? Like, okay. Um, just give me your takes on like, what do the Jazz do, do moving next? forward? Yeah, like, yeah, like, what, what, okay. what, like, give me your thoughts on them. I just think they've reached their ceiling. At the end of the day, like a few years ago, they had good defenders, but then they realized, okay, our offense kind of sucks. So they kind of traded those defenders away for, for offense. And now they have no perimeter defense at all. So I think they've just tried their best. From the reports that came out today, the Jazz, you know, they still like Donovan Mitchell. They still want to build around him and stuff like that, which I get that. You know, when you have a guy, I'm not saying Mitchell's like the greatest or anything, but when you have a guy like of his level, you have to try to keep him, you know, because you're not getting anyone back in a theoretical Mitchell trade that's better than him, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think that I like that strategy. It just really depends on if Mitchell wants to come back or not. I think Gobert's gone, for sure. And I, I'm, I have like warmed up to Gobert a little more. I, I like Gobert now, but um, I think for the Jazz, it's just one of those things where it's better if both parties just split, you know. Um, so I think that's where they go forward. As for Quinn Snyder, the reports say they want to keep him, but it's possible he may want out. So I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, I Daylin. think. Utah's kind of just had their run. They, they're in purgatory. Yeah, they they made their playoffs and they won a couple of rounds, but I just don't really see them getting much better from here. I don't like like Michael said. I think they just kind of hit their ceiling. So I think that they blow it up. Um, I was thinking that like they blow get it up Mitchell. as in get rid of like Mitchell, honestly, and maybe Gobert. So 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 like. Hard reset. Hard reset. Rebuild. Yeah. Okay. I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just think you keep Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I, I think Gobert is a better player than Mitchell. Okay? Like, I'll just say straight up. I think he's more think valuable he to the team than Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I also think Mitchell still has that potential to get better. You know what I mean? Like, it's possible he is who he is at this point. But I also think that if you're the Jazz and you're looking at both these guys, who is more likely to make a big leap and take you to the championship, Mitchell or Gobert? And it's pretty obviously Mitchell that Mitchell. could make that leap. Not saying he will. but So I, I'm, I agree with you, Michael. I think Gobert's the better player. Um, but who sells the tickets? That who gets too. the people? Who fills the stands? Yeah. Who gets them to the playoffs, right? It's not Gobert. Um. And I, I heard an interesting thing. So I, I, w- I think the best thing they could do is trade trade Gobert. Mm, yeah, probably. I don't even know. I don't really know where you go with them, honestly. I don't really care. I don't <laughs> want to give them it. I don't want to give them any tips. But what <laughs> I, I heard... <laughs> what, what I heard uh, some people talk about and honestly, this would make me really happy too. I'd, I'd be happy if they rebuild because then they suck. I'd also be happy if they did this uh, because Jazz fans, they've kind of been in the same, or not Jazz fans, but the Jazz organization's kind of been in the same thing for a while where like they're happy making the playoffs. Like maybe the players aren't, but like the front office, they look, they're like, okay, we sell a lot of tickets because we do well in the regular season. We sell a lot of playoff tickets, so why don't we just keep Gobert and Mitchell? 
maybe trade a couple pieces here or there and we'll keep the same team so that we don't like do a hard reset but like we make a couple moves to keep fans interested you know uh i and- would agree but i think because jazz just got danny inge as their like front office guy and it's clear it's pretty clear that like there's some i don't want to say toxicity in the te- in the locker room but it's pretty clear there's like some animosity i think it's gonna be i think they're just gonna look at all that and be like we have to mix things up yeah i'm not saying they have to that's it up but they're there there is there's like i one thing i don't like is all the hate to gobert i think gobert is a really solid player like like you said i've warmed up to him quite a bit i think he's definitely one of the best defenders in the league like that's undisputable um but at the same time, he has no offense. Like, his yeah. offense is bad. But and the, but at the same time, he doesn't get a lot of touches on offense. But it's for a good reason. Yeah. I don't know. I don't this, know. This is the and, problem. You're paying him a max contract to pretty much play on one side of the ball. You know? Yeah. And that's like, it's not the best, you know? That happens all the time. I guess. Think but... like Steph. I mean, I mean that's true, but like well, what Steph does is much more valuable. Yeah, Steph's than what offense Gobert is way more valuable than Because here's defense. the thing too: Gobert's defense is still specialized because he's not even a perimeter defender. That's you know? true. He's just a rim. You know, it's not like a, it's not like Giannis or Bam or like Jimmy. Well, yeah. I guess Jimmy, not really. Well, it's not like, like he's guarding one through five. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like Bam can guard one through five. Mikael Bridges could probably guard one through five or at least yeah. one through four. So that's the problem with Gobert. He's one of the best rim, probably the best rim protector in the league. But that's pretty much his specialty on defense. You know, he can't really switch onto guys and things like that. And then he clogs up the paint. Um, so I like him, but when you're a team looking at Gobert potentially, it's like, dude, this guy's making forty something million. Like just to do that, it's tough to like say, oh yeah, let's get him when you can probably get a couple other players that you know, fill some other roles nicely um, Mm -hmm. for that same money. So, yeah. All right. Let's let's move on Uh, to the next series. All right. Yeah, for sure. That was pretty fun, though. All right. Let's move on to our next series, Warriors versus Nuggets. So, Warriors just close us out in five. Um, Honestly, it was a pretty crazy series. It kind of got close at the end in terms of the games. I think the last three games were all pretty close. Um so that was definitely interesting to see. But the Warriors definitely look, to me at least, they look like a team to beat in the West. I'm sorry, Dalen. I still think the Suns are good. But with Booker on the hamstring and things like mm-hmm. that, it's not really, you know, it's not so much of a sure thing anymore. But, yeah, the Warriors look great with their new death lineup. You know, Steph, Poole, Clay, Dre. So, and Looney, right, at center? No, or it was a Wiggins and then Draymond. It was Wiggins, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that that lineup looks pretty good. And Jordan Poole, dude, we got to talk about. We talked about Jordan Poole last week, but we got to talk about him again. He's definitely been balling out, and you know he should have been the most improved player of the year. But you know I digress. Um, so <laughs> so yeah, the Warriors definitely look pretty good, and I will say the Nuggets definitely made it closer than I think most people thought. Uh, Jokic look great this series um definitely you know look like the mvp he is so it was definitely good to see that's pretty much all i have on this series what do you guys got i thought it could have been closer 
I'm disappointed with how the Nuggets played. That's true, but um, they're just missing so many guys, so. Yeah. I, that's fair. Yeah, I think, for me, like, the Warriors just kind of did their thing, and then Jokic had to do his thing, which is a lot, especially yeah. with the team that they have right now. It could have been a better <laughs> series if they had their, you know, Jamal Murray, Michael Ford Jr. It would have been probably a very entertaining series. I mean, um, when Aaron Gordon is your second option, yeah, you're not going to have a good time. No disrespect to Aaron Gordon. He's just not really like... He's not that guy. He's not a scorer like the like other players are. You know? Exactly. Yeah. No, I know you're an Aaron Gordon guy, so I, I didn't mean disrespect. <laughs> no, I, I, I like Aaron Gordon, but like, he's definitely not... He's a good player for he's the player. Nuggets. He's a player. Like, in his, in his role, for sure. He yeah, He's not going to take over a game. Like, he could. I, I, I've seen him do it, but like... You're not you, you don't count on it. It's like kind of this one in a million where it's like, oh wow, uh, I would assume I'll just drop fifty or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, like just kind of one of those crazy things. So like, yeah. But Aaron Gordon, I like him. With the Nuggets, I say just hold tight and wait till you get your stars back. Yeah. One. Because honestly, you you have an all star coming off the, or you have an all star that's injured that didn't play all season in. Um, Jamal Murray, and then you have a perennial All Star like uh, Michael Porter Jr. Who you perennial All Star? Uh, let's let's relax though. Let's, let's have him play like half a season first. Bro. <laughs> you, you yeah. <laughs> nah, I was just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but but you have like Michael Porter Jr. could definitely blossom into an All Star eventually. Yeah. Healthy, yeah. He has the potential. I, he has the potential. I, I see that. Um, so, I, I think you just hold tight and wait for your uh, your second and third option to get healthy, and then that team's looking a lot better. One thing, I, one player I want to shout out, actually, DeMarcus Cousins. I think he actually had a pretty good series. Oh, yes. And I think if, like, you know, you got to try to resign him next year. He's a great backup center. And honestly, he's pretty perfect for the Nugget system. I'm not saying he plays like Jokic, but he plays a little like Jokic. He's got good passing and things like that, so he kind of fits in perfectly there. And I'm really surprised that let, not a lot of teams wanted him. I mean, remember, he was kind of struggling to find a home. Um, so, yeah, shout out Boogie. He's kind of struggled to find a home for a while, bro. Yeah, ever since the injury. I mean, he was with the Lakers, and then he got out for the year, and then... It was what? Then it was the Buck, Bucks, Clippers, Clip, yeah, Bucks, Clippers, Bucks, and then uh, Nuggets no, now. No. So, yeah. I'd say ever since he, like, so he was in Sacramento, and then he chilled in New Orleans for a while, did pretty well there with Davis. Then he got but then after, But then after that, he's just, like, bounced around. He he was with the Warriors for, like, what, two seasons, three seasons? One year. One year, yeah. That was it? Yeah, just one just year 20, with the 2018, 2019, yeah. Oh, because they didn't win the and, championship. And he was hurt year. most of the year, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, basically since he left the Pelicans, he just bounced around a bunch. Good journey, man. Yeah, that injury he had on the Pelicans, that's basically what, like, I don't want to say ended his career, but kind of like, you know, he wasn't too good after that. I, I still think he's a solid backup, though. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you. He, he was good for... The he, he had a couple 20-point games this yeah, year. He was in the good playoffs. with the Clippers last year, too. Um, and I think he would have been good with the Lakers if he had played, but he didn't play at all. So 
Yeah. Unfortunate. But the Lakers would have Deand- never gotten Dwight, so. DeAndre Jordan has a job. And that's what I'm having, saying. That's dude, that's like, what I'm saying. This whole year I was like, dude, the Lakers signed DeAndre Jordan while Boogie was right there. Like, what's up with that? Like Boogie yeah. is way better. I'm not saying Boogie is this like amazing player still, but he's better than DeAndre Jordan. Like, come on. Okay, I don't want to talk about the Lakers. They're you know, they're an eleven seed, okay? We're not talking about it. Uh, Alright, so let's let's transition on east. Uh, to the other side of the bracket and we actually we actually need to hurry a little bit because we got to get to our round two matchups so bucks versus bulls bucks beat them in five i thought after that game two where the bulls won you know the bucks just were like hey guys let's let's finish this off and they did uh it was good to see damar at least have a good playoff game but it was very short-lived levine levine was out for one or two games i forgot one. He was out. Okay, he was out last game. Oh game no no five. no! Sorry sorry. Two 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 two. Two, two games. Two. Okay. So yeah, Wait, Levine was out. Frick! I can't remember because I know Caruso was out. Caruso the last was out two game. games, I think. Because he was in concussion protocol. But I, okay, so I can't remember. It was either Caruso was out two or Levine was out two. One of them. Yeah. One yeah. of them was out two, and then the other was out just one. I. I'm ninety nine percent sure Caruso was out for. Oh, Caruso was out for one, actually. Okay, then it, Levine was out for two. Yeah, but it looks like Caruso, he only played one half in the first, in game four. So he was out Got basically it. one and a half games. So yeah, yeah. that like that kind of put the nail in the coffin for them, I think, those injuries. You already didn't have Lonzo. You were kind of running on fumes as it was. Um, I will say uh, Vucevic had a good series, all things considered. He's been pretty disappointing as a bull, but that series was... He, he played pretty well there. And mm. I thought Patrick Williams played fine, too. Especially yeah. considering he was hurt for a while. Um, but the Bucks, I mean, the Bucks look good as usual. But, you know, we'll see what happens going forward without Chris Middleton and all that stuff. But Giannis looked good. I like their lineup. They, you know, they have a lot of big guys and, and good defense there. So, yeah, that's what I got on that series. I don't have much to say on this series. I'm not surprised. I thought the Bucks were going to sweep, so I guess Chicago taking one was pretty good. Um, I just okay. I want to talk about Crusoe a little bit, actually. This guy, this guy just changes the playoff games, dude. I'm telling you, he's oh, he's so good, bro. He's so good. I can't believe the Lakers let him go, but um, yeah, he he's definitely a great player, and he just does all the little things that don't show up in the in the box score and he was definitely balling i think it was game two where he was guarding Giannis, guarding a bunch of guys and forcing turnovers so yeah all right now i'm done with this series <laughs> all right so let's move on to our next one celtics versus nets now this was definitely the spicy series uh celtics obviously swept the nets if you haven't heard um <laughs> yeah. it's generated a lot of buzz especially with you know, inside the NBA and the whole bus driver thing. I thought that was hilarious for sure. Um, but yeah, definitely Boston looks very scary. Um, that I did not think the series gonna, was going to be a sweep. My official prediction was Nets in seven, but that's because I didn't want to pick Boston. Uh, but to be fair, like I'm not surprised Boston won, but I am surprised it was a sweep. I thought it was definitely going to be close. And to be fair, honestly, three out of the four games were close. 
You know, yeah. it's not like it was complete blowouts the whole game series. Game one was a game winner. Game two was pretty close. Yeah. Game two, yeah, Boston had to come back down 20. Uh, game three wasn't close. And then game four got close too. Yeah. So, uh, I think they won by like six. Yeah, it, it was definitely, it was, it wasn't like, yeah, it was a sweep, but it wasn't like a completely like one dominating one-sided yeah. sweep. Not to say the Nets should be excused though. I'm not trying to say, oh, you know, at least they didn't get dominated you know they still got wrecked and they still should yeah. be ashamed of how they played but um it wasn't like super super lopsided no yeah what do you do as the nets now like Dude, you gotta run it back right i think you just run what it else back, are you gonna do you have yeah obviously well you have to but like <laughs> do you trust it uh i mean here's the thing you're not this is it you know this yeah. is the window there's you know? no other option in my opinion for them like yeah immediate, immediate i think option. they need a coaching change but apparently they're not going to change coaches so i don't know what's up with that i i don't really want to disrespect <laughs> steve nash too much because i think the real problem is that Kyrie and katie have too much say in coaching matters Th- this is a real problem um of the i guess of this team is that you know down the stretch like in game two when they were leading and then they just did KD and Kyrie isos, and they lost the game because they, you know, they just kept missing shots instead of distributing the ball a little more to like Seth Curry and stuff like that. Um, so they definitely, I would try to get a new coach, but I don't think there's any way they do that now because yeah, apparently they're keeping Nash, and I think that's who KD and Kyrie want anyways. So because they can know. just kind of puppet him. Yeah. Well, so there, the, I actually. Going off of your point, like, there's way too much iso ball. Um, not to say, like, Durant and Kyrie aren't, like, some of the best iso players in the entire league. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But when it's a playoff series and you're trying to, you know... Keep, you're not doing know. what works because the whole reason why they had that lead was because they were just shooting the ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I remember specifically seeing a couple plays... Where Durant's getting like double teamed, maybe even they they even would even send three guys sometimes, um like t- a double team and then another guy, uh, I don't know would kind of drop down. But anyways, and then it would leave Seth Curry in the corner open and Durant would just chuck it up, t- yeah. chuck up a tough shot. Not to say he doesn't make those occasionally, but you're talking about a fifty percent like catch and shoot player in the corner. And you're yeah. not going to pass it to him. Yeah, it's just like not the right basketball play. LeBron yeah. would have made that pass. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. LeBron never would have gone swept in the first round. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, um, yeah. Oh, wait, actually, hold on real quick. Did you guys see that thing where it was talking, it was like showing flashbacks of LeBron when he played the the, the Celtics in 20, no, the Celtics in 2018. Yeah. And it was like, LeBron beat this team, and Durant got swept by it. And, like, that, it was, like, the most ridiculous thing ever because it was Jason Tatum's rookie year. Jalen Brown was a second-year player. And people were like, I, I, I think it might have been a joke, but, like, some people definitely took it seriously. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's like, people absolutely took that seriously. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, LeBron and Durant can never be in the same conversation again. It's like, bro, you're talking about Jason Tatum, who's all NBA first team now. Yeah. And 
like back then he was a literally a rookie. So, anyways, I just yeah, there's completely like to me. Even though they're the same team, different coach, you know, players are three years older now, mm-hmm. four years older now. Time oh, I will say, I think one of the biggest things in this game was coaching for sure in this series. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Steve Nash just got coach circles around him, and it, it's honestly it was impressive. Uh, I loved watching the Celtics defense. Definitely one of the. Honestly, this next series is going to be so fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, talk about that a little bit, but yeah. We will. But uh, yeah, I don't have much more to say on this series other than it was it's just really fun to watch. Every single game was interesting. I will begrudgingly congratulate the Celtics on making it out of the first <laughs> round. That's all I got to say. Damn, you got anything? Uh, just on to the next. I think, I, I think uh, yeah, I did not expect them to sweep. It was a close... Get close games at least. Yeah, like, very entertaining game. I I think at least if you're the Nets, the Nets are still a very talented team. Yeah. I think like they they outside of KD and Kyrie, they still have you know Seth Curry and Andre Drummond and you know all these guys who who step up and Bro, they play their well role well. You didn't even name and, the best player on the Nets. Yeah. Well, that's I'm getting to the him. leader of the bench mob. <laughs> yeah, leader of the bench mob, Ben Simmons. I mean, we'll see what happens. If he really Wait, does no, come back, I'm talking back. about the other player, Bruce Brown. Hey, yeah, Bruce Brown kind of balled out this yeah, series. Dude. Okay, don't 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 disrespect Bruce Brown. They need to feed him more. Um, but yeah, and then if Ben Simmons comes back, and I mean he's a whole different thing. But if he comes back and plays the way he used to, then then yes, he you know that'll be a good for them too. But um, I don't, I don't know, dude. The whole thing about him playing in Game Four and then and then just not. Like his back feeling sore after that, I don't know, dude. That that was absolutely crazy to me. Um, but I don't want to turn this to the whole Ben Simmons thing. We'll have all offseason to do that. So let's move on to our next matchup: uh, Miami versus Atlanta. Miami won in five games, and yeah, this was. I, I said this on the podcast last week. This was probably the most boring series, um, which I agree with. There wasn't really like any super interesting storylines except. Trey getting clamped, dude. That everyone's talking about KD choking in the first round, but Trey, wow, that was terrible. The terrible series from him. Um, it it was hard to watch for sure, and yeah. I, I think I said this was going six. Did you really? Huh. I I think I don't remember what I said. I think five. I, I think, think I, I said, said five. five too. Because I said, but gets one. honestly, I'm dumb because. <laughs> Like, honestly, going more than five is just a, a stupid take because this team, the, uh, the Hawks, didn't look like a playoff team all year. Um, and they, they played like it. Like, the Heat were locked in. I saw a video of Trey Young got picked up full court by P.J. Tucker and then gets a screen at, like, half court. Bam switches on him, gets another screen, and then Jimmy sticks on him like yeah bro you're talking about like three of the best defenders in the league on one team guarding the offense like the only the only player that could score for the hawks this series well yeah because like honestly kevin herter didn't play well um bojan didn't play well uh john Col- don't even get me started about john collins or clint capella 
Like, yeah. bro, it was bad. It Wait, was did Capella just... even play? He did, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Like, I, well, I, mean, I knew he, he was did, hurt. He, he didn't play, but he played. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay. He, he was on the court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was yeah. on the court. But yeah, like, like honestly, it was... It, it was tough. That, that, I, that, that's all you need to say is they just got clamped. I don't blame you for thinking they could have taken it to six because they have playoff experience and, like, maybe they were getting hot at the right time. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, Miami's defense is scorching. Um, heat culture, you know, all that all that good stuff. Um, they It was definitely a pretty dominant win. And, yeah, Trey, I mean, I still think Trey's an awesome, awesome player. I just think Miami's defense is really that suffocating. Um, but I think the Hawks are going to take – they're going to have to take a long look at themselves this season. I think that Nate McMillan as coach – I feel like this is exactly what happened with Indiana when he was coaching there. They they played really well. They got to the playoffs. They had some good series, and then they just kind of went stagnant. And it seems like something similar is happening now. But we'll see. I, I digress. You know, we'll we'll see what happens later. Um, so let's move on to our last series of the first round: Sixers versus Raptors. Yesterday, the Sixers wrapped it up in six. Um, I'm disappointed. I was hoping for the blown three zero lead, but you know, at the end of the day, though. Uh, I think people were, were hyping up the blown lead a little too much to the point where I was like, okay, guys, you're getting too excited. It's not going to happen anymore, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely respect to the Sixers for coming out yesterday, getting it done at Toronto as well. You know, it was probably probably a little bit of pressure for sure, you know, hearing all of the 3-0 talk. But, hey, Harden came out and balled out. Um, <coughs> Tyrese Maxey came out and balled out, and of course, Embiid balled out. So, yeah, definitely respect to the Sixers. Also, respect to the Raptors. I thought taking it to six was pretty admirable by them. Uh, no Fred Van Vliet as well for a lot of the games. I don't know how many games he missed, but I know he missed most of the series. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he went out in game three. Yeah, so definitely respect to the Raptors for, you know, keeping it, keeping it 100 and still not rolling over and getting swept. Frankly, they should fire Nick Nurse, though. I think uh, he's a terrible coach, and you know, I think that <laughs> I think that the Lakers should look into hiring him because you know, obviously, the Lakers need a bad coach. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I, I digress. Um, definitely in a series that went longer than I thought, but I think I said Raptors in six. I apologize to Philly last week for that prediction because they. Were I think I might have said time. Raptors in seven. I think yeah. I said Raptors and Us six, three so. guessed Raptors. Alex, he he said Sixers. So, you know, kudos to Alex for, for saying that. But you know what? He's not here right now. So, so. you know. But honestly, he can't take just, the credit. And be dominated. I will, oh, say, yeah. I will say Harden looked terrible. Except for game four. Except for yeah. last game. Or, sorry, game six. Yeah. The thing is, I think Harden has been playing well as a facilitator. But... He he's got to start making shots because if he doesn't, this this Sixers team is not going anywhere. At the end of the day, I mean, not even making shots, just like being more aggressive. Cause like he didn't score a ton in this last game. He shot better, yeah, but he didn't score a ton. But he had fifteen assists. Yeah, and like that that's really what they need is they need like that playmaking and just. Uh, him to be aggressive because it opens up the game so much more for everyone else. Yeah, I I shudder to think how they're gonna look against the the Heat, but we'll get to that in a little bit for sure. 
But yeah, definitely, I would say an underwhelming series from Philly. I mean, they they won it, which was good, but they were up three zero, and then they lost two games, and you know that's that's not really a good sign to me. You know mm-hmm. that they they lost two games, even though they ended up winning the series. It's still like, hey, you know, they gotta close these things out. So yeah, anything else about this series for you guys? All right, so. Finally, let's move on to our round two matchups. We're just going to give a little overview and then some predictions as well. So first, let's go back to the West. Suns versus Mavs. Who do you guys got in this series? I'm going to say Suns in six. Okay. Noah, what about you? I I so badly want to say Luca just takes over, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> Dude, me too. Uh, Suns and six. Yeah, I think my realistic pr- prediction is Suns and six, but my ballsy prediction is Mavs and seven, baby. <laughs> but I don't I don't think that's going to happen. It's just really tough for me. Like, yeah, Luca's great, and the Mavs have been playing great, but the Suns. Here's a th- difference for me. Even though Booker has barely played in the playoffs and like hasn't, you know, he's had his on and off games. The rest of the Suns have been so good to where it's like, okay, that's all you need. And then if Booker's balling out, that's even better, you know. So, even if they just shoot, like, cause, cause that was one thing about the Suns is their shooting was like kind of mediocre. Yeah, I, I guess mediocre is a bad. Yeah, they they were they were shooting terrible. Yeah. In the last. The last game they shot pretty well. Jay Crowder shot terrible most game five of the they series. Shot well. Um, but yeah, if they can just shoot like half decent, this series is gonna be. I not, also not Mavs close. don't have the defense that I feel like the Pelicans had. Yeah, they're not they're really not, as like they don't have like full court. Yeah. They're not gonna yeah they're not gonna be pressing. But they have a better offense though. I think they do have a better though. offense, but I think our shooting struggles won't be as big an issue. Uh, I think it's just formulating how we're gonna can try and contain Luca. I mean or best or to our ability to contain Luca or slow him down at least. Yeah. I think that's what it's I, I, I think, think Macau on Luca is gonna be like I don't know if it's yeah. gonna shut him down, but that's not gonna be easy, you know, yeah. for Luca. Yeah. I think uh Luca is the best player in the series. Okay. And I don't think that's too hot of a take. It's not crazy. Personally. I mean it's him or Booker, but um yeah, you know, I, I guess we'll see. But I think I think the Suns are just too too much firepower. Uh, also, I would love to see Aiton just tear it up this series again. I really want to. Like, honestly, if Aiton plays well, like, this Suns team is so hard to beat. Like, they're, I mean, they're hard to beat as is, but if Aiton's scoring, like, 20 points a game, it's I mean, it's who's tough. even guarding Aiton? Yeah, that's Powell? what I was going to say. Play like, Powell? Powell. Yeah, Powell can't guard Aiton. Yeah. Bro, no way. So, so that we'll see what happens. I especially will say, his, sorry, not to cut you off. Oh, you're good. Especially uh, Aiden's mid range game, just to it's gotten better. You gotta um, give him props, dude. His mid range is like deadly, bro. Yeah, he can, he can like square up and shoot at the basket, and unless someone's gonna come out and guard him, like he can make that shot very consistently. So yeah, I agree. He's got great touch around the rim. So, um, one last thing I wanted to say too is I would worry if I'm the Suns about Cam Payne and Jay Crowder. Haven't been playing too well, especially Payne, because 
the thing is when Chris Paul is not in the game or Booker's not in the game, you're struggling. <coughs> you know, because campaign just hasn't looked too good as like a facilitator or anything like mm-hmm. that. So when you have him going up against Brunson or or Dinwiddie like off the bench, then that could be a time where Dallas plays pretty well. But we'll see. You know, like I said, I still think the Suns are better. So, yeah. All right. So, let's move on to our next series. All of us got Suns in six. Next series is going to be Warriors versus the Grizzlies or Wolves. I think it's probably going to be the Grizzlies, but we should probably just give our predictions for both just in case. Um, I think the Warriors probably beat the Grizzlies in five. I think Warriors in five. Uh, I, I just don't I don't trust Memphis, dude. Yeah. Like, after the way... They, like, they match up with Golden State okay, I guess. But, I don't know. To me, Golden State has just looked really good. And Memphis has looked streaky. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'll say about Memphis. I think they're very streaky. Um, Noah, what do you think? If it's Memphis, Warriors in five. If it's the Timberwolves, Warriors in four. Um, because... Uh, cat is gonna get clamped up. Yeah, I could see that. I could see and that. and then if it's, I think Jaron Jackson has just not been playing well, um, at all. He's been probably one of the biggest disappointments in the playoffs for me. Um, and going into the second round, if because I'm assuming they'll beat the Grizzlies. Um, or they'll beat the Wolves. Going into the second round, I think he's going to be a really big key for the Grizzlies to do anything. Um, and So, yeah, I, I don't know. Jaron just looks terrible. Jaw's out there all by himself. And I, I'm going to say Warriors in five. Yeah, even Jaw hasn't looked amazing. Yeah. Now, so The one yeah. thing that I'll say about this series is, like, the Warriors are built for the playoffs, and then the Grizzlies just are not built for the playoffs. Yeah, you know I agree I mean? that too. So that's just how I, I just don't really see how they can beat them. My problem with series. Memphis is they play really fast, mm-hmm. and I think that doesn't really translate too well to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like usually teams that play really fast, and that's what they rely on is like punching you in the throat, that kind of thing. They don't usually do too well in the playoffs. Meanwhile, you got the Warriors who can play slow when they need to, and I think that's really going to – if they can control the pace of the game, then Memphis, I think, is going to struggle. Um, so we'll see. And also, if, the the Warriors' fast break, like defense and offense, is really solid as well. Yeah, of course, of course. Like I'm just saying, they just want to run when the Memphis, Warriors want to slow it down. They can't, you know, if they sure, need to. Yeah. So, yeah, and if it's Wolves, I agree. I think I think the Wolves are getting swept for sure. Um, so. Yeah, pretty easy series. All right, let's move back out east. Bucks, Celtics, this is the big one. This is the one everyone's looking forward to. Probably the two favorites in the east, minus Miami, playing each other. Um, I think it's going to be... I don't know, dude. I actually really like Boston in this series. I, but I got Celtics in seven. I can't pick them, so I'm picking Bucks in seven. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Oh, I gotta do gosh. it. At least I'm I, transparent about it. I, <laughs> so really, he's saying Bucks in seven. He just can't say it. He just can't say the words out of his mouth. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, he, he's thinking uh, Celtics in seven, but he just can't say it. I think the one reason why probably the Celtics are favored is because no Chris Middleton. 
Like that's, that's, that's what that's I'm a thinking. Huge loss. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It is. So I I think because of that, I'm saying Celtics in seven. But with Chris Middleton, I would have probably said Bucks in six or seven. Um, I, I but honestly, Celtics in seven. Wait, what? I think I'd even with Chris Middleton, I think I'd say Celtics in seven. Wow. So so you think you think it's gonna be Celtics in seven though without Chris Middleton as well? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going Celtics in seven though. I think this is gonna be such a fun series though. I'm excited. I think this yeah. one could be more fun than the last series. Oh yeah, that was a that, sweep. That, that, yeah, that was a sweep though. <laughs> I know, but every game was exciting. Still. That's yeah. true. But the reason I think. Uh, I'd say Celtics and seven like both ways is because I think if when Chris Middleton's out, the rest of the team can kind of pick up slack a lot, and especially Giannis might just kind of have a tendency to go off. So I think it can still push it to seven, but Celtics can still close it out. And then with Chris Middleton, I still just like the Celtics playing against their team, and I think they can beat them in seven. So yeah, that was my. I just I gotta give some credit to Bucks for being the defending champs, and I mean they've played pretty well this year. They're worse than last year. Don't get me wrong, but. You know, I think they, they still should get that respect and Giannis should still get that respect for sure. So I'm I'm hitting it with the Bucks in seven. I do think the Celtics have a better defense. Um and I think the Bucks are a little streakier on offense. Not to mention too, the Bucks are really good when it comes to like having size, but it doesn't to the Celtics that doesn't really matter mm-hmm. because they're super fast on defense, like we said, super switchable. So it, it might not matter if they throw Brooke Lopez and Giannis in the paint because, you know, the Celtics can just say, yeah, it's whatever, we'll just move around you or, you know, mm-hmm. make her jump shots, which they've been doing a good job. So it might just come down to, if I'm the Bucks, you need your shooters to be locked down. Like, like killing it with the shooting. Because if they're not, um, it's really hard to drive on Boston. They could just clog the paint and... You know, that's that. But the good news for the Bucks is they do have a lot of good shooters. You know, Drew Holiday's solid. Pat Connaughton, Brooke Lopez. Those guys can all knock down shots. So, we'll see. I'm, I'm still picking the Bucks, but it's definitely going to be a good series, and it could swing either way. That's what I'll say. All right, anything else on uh, this series? I'm good. Battle of the green teams? All right. So, let's head into our final series of the second round. Heat versus Sixers. Honestly, I it's tough for me because I, I'm gonna it's Miami. I'm picking Miami. I don't know if it's Miami in five or six though. I got Heatles in six. You got Heats in six? Okay. I think that's fair. I, I think like Philly is good enough to take two games off of them. Mm-hmm. But I just think in every position, Miami is better, except for center. And then even then I still think Bam can do a good job of guarding Embiid. So, to me, it's it's just hard to imagine that... I don't know. It's hard to imagine the Sixers taking it to more than six games. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I'm going... Heatles in six. Like Dalen. Okay. You gotta say Heatles, but Heatles means like the big three with LeBron and all that. I just yeah. like the saying Heatles. I, I know, it's fun. They, they should bring back the white hot jerseys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that would be fire. That, that actually Play would be pretty sick. But um, 
Yeah, I, I just like Miami here. They've been playing great defense. I think they're really going to make Harden's life difficult. I think they're going to make Maxi's life difficult as well. I think Embiid will probably do fine, but beyond that, I don't know. And don't forget the coaching difference. It's, you know, Spolstra versus Doc Rivers. It's, you know, I won't. It's a landslide. Yeah, we are. We already know how that goes. Um, One thing I I'm excited to see. I want to see a, a fight break out between PJ Tucker and Embiid. Dude, that could happen. That could happen. I could see them kind of driving each other crazy. I for the record, I don't actually want to see them fight, but I I see I I'm just imagining PJ Tucker getting under Embiid's skin like a ton. They're gonna be going back and forth. He's definitely the type that could. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It'll be fun. All right. So, that's pretty much all I got for the Heat Sixers. And that's pretty much all our matchups as well. Did you guys have any other comments about this playoffs? I'm good. I wanted to say as well, the round one was... This was a pretty good round one. But I am a little disappointed because, you know, we were having... Potentially game seven with the Suns and Pelicans. Potentially game seven no game with the seven. Mavs, Jazz, Sixers, Raptors. Almost a game seven, and then maybe the Wolves and Grizzlies could still pull out a game seven. But it's fine. It's fine. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say I got hyped up for no reason. But honestly, it's kind of my own fault because game sevens never happened in round one. You know, like mm. barely. I think it's only happened a few times in the past. So, uh, you know, it's not a big deal. But hopefully, we'll get some game sevens going into round two. And we'll see where we go from there. But yeah, that's about it for this episode. Thank you all for tuning in. And we'll see you all next week. Take it easy. Peace out.